USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. We're so happy to have you with us every Sunday morning. My name is Ray Lance from USA Wealth Group. With me this morning also is Pete Lance, uh, my son, my partner, and uh, actually my boss. So welcome, Pete. Good morning. You're the president of USA Wealth Group. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And a special welcome and good morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Thank you, Mike, for being with us. Good morning. Thank you. Well, we've... uh, We've had some interesting times recently. Uh, We've had progress on the debt ceiling issue. We've had Memorial Day holiday come and go. And it's a good time for reflection for many people, I think. It's the traditional start of summer. But I want to remind everybody that our mission at USA Wealth Group, at least, is to help protect your family and protect your money. That's what we do. Peter's uh, got licenses for securities. We both have licenses for insurance. And Mike, as the representative of Lance Law, Inc., you do legal work and help people with wills and trusts and real estate and all kinds of other matters, don't you? That's correct, yes. So as we begin today, um, let me ask a question of everybody. If not now, when? That's a phrase that I've come to adopt recently. I like the Latin version, si non nunc quando, if not now, when? If you're not gonna do something now, when are you gonna get to it? When are you gonna do it? When are you going to do your estate plan? When are you gonna do your will or your trust or take care of your finances? The time is now. Everybody has a tendency. I think everybody is a born procrastinator. Don't you think so, Pete? I wouldn't say everybody, but I would say most people are. Most people are. And I, I do like that phrase uh, you've been saying a lot lately, and you have been saying that a lot lately. You know, if not now, when? Certainly, I, I would say a good part of the majority, let's just put it that way, are procrastinators. Well, um, I want to remind everyone, too, that as we talk today, we are representatives of USA Wealth Group. And Mike, you are a representative of Lance Law, Inc. We don't give legal advice on the radio, and we don't give financial advice on the radio, but we do invite people to make a time to come to the office. And as we go to air today on Sunday, we have just completed the first of our summer workshops, beginning summer workshops, haven't we? Um, This is a combination of the law firm in particular. Yeah, just yesterday. And I would like to remind everyone that on June 6th, June 7th, and June 8th, which is this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, there are seminars that are going to be conducted by Lance Law, Inc., and there will be participation as well by USA Wealth Group. So the law firm is going to be talking about doing estate planning and protecting your assets, and USA Wealth Group is going to be talking about how to protect your finances. So June 6th, which is a Tuesday, will be at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. It's going to be at 2 o'clock on that Tuesday afternoon, June 6th. On Wednesday at 6 p.m. at night, um, Wednesday is June 7th, there will be a seminar at White's of Westport. It's going to be held in the Colonial Room. And again, that's 6 o'clock at night. It lasts about an hour and a half, roughly. And then on Thursday, June 8th, from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, the operation will be at New Bedford Country Club, and that's going to be in the trophy room. If you don't remember this information and you want to uh, learn more about it, give a call to 508-998-8800, which is the law firm number, or to 508-998-8858, which is USA Wealth Group, and somebody would happy be happy to give you information. And by the way, registration is important because uh, right now there's uh, quite a few people who have already signed up for this. So we'll give those dates and times uh, once again. 
But as we begin today, I'd like to ask a few questions. Um, are you familiar with the widow's tax? Do you know that the proceeds of your life insurance might be forced to go through probate, depending upon how you named or didn't name your beneficiary designation? And what about your retirement account? Do you have proper designations and beneficiaries listed on your retirement account? Because if you don't, then you might be forced, or I should say your family might be forced to go through probate uh, just to find out who's gonna benefit from your retirement accounts. Did you know that a beneficiary who inherits money remaining in your retirement plan balance might also receive a tax liability? Most importantly, do you have proper legal documents that will make sure that your end-of-life medical care wishes are carried out? And a few more questions. These are all sort of thought-provoking questions. They're going a little quickly, but we are going to be talking about the important estate planning documents that everybody needs to have and when you should have them. So have you discussed your own end-of-life medical care wishes with your family? I suspect a lot of people don't. If you and your spouse both collect Social Security, have you thought about the financial impact on the survivor? Because when the first spouse dies, one of those Social Security checks is going to stop. And have you taken the necessary steps to avoid delays and expenses of probate? It's an unnecessary action for most people if you do planning. Well, you know, this, this show is really going to be a call to action to get some things in place. It's something that we mention from time to time on the radio show. If you're a longtime listener, you'll hear me say, you know, don't wait until it's too late. Do something to protect your loved ones. Uh, do something to protect your estate. And, you know, as my father said earlier, if not now, when? You've probably been thinking about doing something and maybe picking up the phone and calling to finally talk to attorney Mike Coleman or attorney Tenny Lance about getting things in, in line and maybe you're busy and you say I'll do it next month or maybe you're afraid to because you're thinking about your own mortality but you really need to do something to take care of yourself and your loved ones and if not now when so it's a call to action do something for your loved ones pick up the phone and, and make the call it doesn't cost anything to sit down and meet with uh, attorney Mike Coleman or attorney Tanny Lance or with us and you know Pete Mike just two more quick questions did you know that depending upon your own specific circumstances, there are ways to avoid probate and not have to go through the probate court system? And the last question, which is really the most important question of all today, is do you have an estate plan? And if you don't, why do you not? So with that, let me ask a question of uh, Mike. Uh, Mike, what is an estate plan? Well, that's a... That's quite a question. It can be. I guess it is. <laughs> so many different things for so many different people. It really depends on your circumstances. Um, it could be as simple as, you know, a will, and uh, it could be as complicated as, you know, multiple trusts, irrevocable trusts, life insurance trusts. It really depends on everyone's uh, circumstances. So, what we do at the law firm is we meet with people in the office, or if a home visit is needed, we can do that as well. Um, sit down and review assets and review situations with taxes and uh, children and if there are no children how assets are passed on to beneficiaries so the estate plan is really a plan for passing on assets uh, when someone passes away and it can involve trusts and it can involve uh, different sorts of documents but it is a series of documents isn't it it's not just a will or a trust, there's other things as, as well. Yes, normally it would include powers of attorney, which really would be part of living documents. You know, living uh, while someone's alive, a power of attorney would name an agent or uh, attorney, in fact, to make decisions for someone while they're alive. But, you know, the whole plan would involve both documents for when someone's alive and then after they pass away. Correct. Okay. You know, I'm going to sprinkle in a few quotations today about the debt ceiling because uh, we've heard a lot about that, and a lot of people probably just don't even have any idea what it is. When I give quotations from different people today, I'm not making any political statement. I want to be really cautious about that because the first quotation I'd like to give is from Ron DeSantis, who is running for president on the Republican Party. If we reach the debt ceiling, we don't have to default. 
getting to that point just won't allow us to reach new debt. I'm not sure when he said that, but it was recently, obviously. So as we start today, the important question to ask everybody is, do you have an estate plan that's going to benefit both you and your loved ones in the event of death or incapacity? If your answer is no, you're not alone, but a lot of people put off this planning because they don't think it's fun to think about death or decline in case of you know a problem with their health or their mental ability. But that's not a good excuse for not being prepared, is it? Because problems will be there for everybody later if you don't plan. Everyone should have a plan. Um, what happens with us sometimes, unfortunately, is that we meet with kids or loved ones of, of people who have passed away without a plan. And the kids don't know if they had a will or where the will is or uh, they can't find you know, bank statements or they have no idea what the assets were. So a plan should involve getting all your uh, information organized, putting it in a place where people can find it, putting relevant information there so that it, it makes transition easier later on. Mm-hmm. It does. And on our side of things, we see it um, all the time and often uh, it's too late as well where someone will pick up the phone and say, uh, you know, so-and-so is not doing well. Can we get some life insurance so we can at least pay for, uh, have that, uh, the insurance benefit pay for our funeral? Mm-hmm. And no, it's too late at that point. So get something in place now, plan now while you can, while you have the resources, the health, and everything else to do it. So do you have to wait until you're old to do an estate plan, Mike? No, you can do a plan at any age. Oh, it really, um, you can sign documents when you're, 20s and your 30s it really doesn't matter again what we would do for you would depend on your circumstances but you certainly don't need to be old to do it well we're going to talk about other estate planning documents besides just a will or a trust but we're also going to talk about something called a, a power of attorney and a health care proxy right after the break i've always made the comment and recommendation that every 18-year-old child in college should have a health care proxy mm-hmm. so somebody can make a medical decision if they become injured and should have a power of attorney in case they become injured and uh, somebody needs to sign for them. They're mm-hmm. legally of age when they're 18 and they could do those documents. Think of that as a very important thing to do for them before they go away to school. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back and we're going to talk about some specifics of exactly what kind of documents are most important for you. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, Back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. You know, Robert Frost once said, a diplomat is a man who always remembers a woman's birthday, but never remembers her age. That's a good one. I like that. I like that one, too. Robert Frost is one of my favorites. I have memorized poems of Robert Frost. Would you like to hear some? No. Never mind. No, I, I just have to look at his eyes, and I know the answer to that question. Well, how about this one from Agatha Christie? An archaeologist is the best husband a woman can have. The older she gets, the more interested he is in her. <laughs> yeah, you actually laughed at one of them, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I, I always kind of like that one. We mentioned the uh, seminars that we have upcoming. We just had our first one yesterday. Uh, we're going to mention that again probably the next segment, but I also wanted to mention our other little seminar series. I call it a seminar series, but it's not really. It's the Cocktails and Conversation. Uh, that's coming up next Wednesday, um, this coming Wednesday, the 14th of June. And No, I guess it's actually not this coming Wednesday. It's the following Wednesday. That's going to be at 5.30 at the Cask and Pig in Dartmouth. Cocktails and Conversation, for those of you who have not attended... Uh, or have not even heard of it yet, possibly. 
it's a very casual, very laid back, uh, more of like a little social gathering. Um, there's no slideshow, there's no presentation, there's no sales pitch or anything else. We don't do that with our regular seminars either. But it's really only about a 10 or 15 minute conversation about something topical, uh, something that's happening in the world today that pertains to you know, your estate, maybe to um, your financial portfolio. Uh, last month we did a Morningstar analysis and showed people how to break down their portfolios. So every month it's just a 10 or 15 minute conversation. Uh, I don't even wear a blazer or a tie. I just, you know, speak very casually about something. Everybody gets a couple of free cocktails of their choice. How many? Two. Oh, I thought you said three. Well, we'll see. What's the purpose of this? <laughs> you you know what the purpose of it is. People enjoy it because it's much more laid back and they can be out of there in a half an hour if they wish. Uh, afterwards, we just sort of hang out and chat about whatever topics you might want to discuss. So anyways, we do need to have you call and make a reservation for that. Again, Cask and Pig, June 14th at 530. The office number to call to make a reservation, 508-998-8858. So Peter, who's your favorite person for quotes? Or Mike, who's your favorite person for quotes? George Carlin, probably, or, or Rodney Dangerfield. I like Rodney a lot. So Rodney Dangerfield once said, My wife met me at the door the other night in a sexy negligee. Unfortunately, she was just coming home. <laughs> I always like Rodney. I mean, he says some stupid things, but in any event. Let's come back to the topic today, which is get your estate plan done. Estate planning is really all about preparing yourself to protect yourself and to protect those that you love. If you don't have an estate plan and you're concerned that maybe your existing plan is out of date, attorney Mike Coleman can help you. There's a free consultation. You can call him at 508-998-8800, and um, he'd be happy to have an appointment made for you. Well, we have a whole outline, of course, as we always do, but the beginning of this for the estate planning specifically is the top myths about estate planning. And the very first one says estate planning is only for the high net worth. And that's not necessarily true, is it, Mike? No, it's not. It really depends on assets. But really, we say if if you own real estate and you have some money in the bank that you want to make sure it goes to you know, beneficiaries the way you want, then you should think about, definitely think about doing some kind of a plan. Everyone should think about it. But that is a myth. It doesn't need to be just for the super rich people. Everyone should have some kind of an estate plan. And there's all kinds of reasons. Uh, there's just so many, many reasons. You don't know how or when you know the end of your life comes. Nobody can plan that. Nobody can predict that for the most part. So get a plan done and make a consultation. But mostly you want to control your assets. So let's talk about some of the specific documents that people might need. So I guess the choice often is to have either a will or a trust, Mike, right? Everyone should have a will. Um, I don't think there's any reason not to have a will. And then a trust is appropriate in most situations as well. Okay. So really what happens with a trust is that uh, you put assets into a trust and then you can say who receives the assets. So you can say if there are minors involved, maybe things are held in trust for their benefit until they reach a certain age. If there's a special needs situation, you can have you know assets held in trust for that special needs beneficiary, or if you just want to make sure that you know the kids receive everything equally, you can put someone in charge of that as well. So, what does a will do specifically? A will names an executor. It also says who the beneficiaries are. But the thing to understand about a will is that it it doesn't help assets avoid probate. People think sometimes that if they sign a will and they name someone as the executor or the personal representative of the estate, that they're all set, that their assets are going to pass on smoothly to everyone named in the will, but that's really not true. The most important thing about assets passing on is to make sure they're retitled somehow, and uh, one way to do that is to put them into a, a living trust. Okay, so a will basically is a document that really doesn't take effect until you're dead. Right. Is that correct? Right. That's correct. Whereas a trust could take place and function while you're alive as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess that's one essential difference. And if you've done a will, 
as you were saying, a will doesn't mean that when you're gone, somebody sits down and just reads the will in the lawyer's office and then mm-hmm. gives out assets. It has to go through probate court. Right, right. And what are some of the reasons why probate court is a problem? Well, the main reason why probate court is a problem is because it takes time. The problem is that when you have bank accounts in someone's name alone or you have real estate in someone's name alone and they pass away, the kids or whoever's in charge of things are going to try to go to the bank and get money to pay the funeral bills or to pay other bills that are coming in and the bank's going to tell them you can't have any access to these accounts because they were in you know, your father's name alone or your mother's name alone. And So you can't take them out of the bank, for yeah, example. Yeah, ex- exactly. You don't have access to any of that money until you've gone through the probate process, which can take months um, or longer. So what happens in probate? Somebody gets named to be the representative of the estate? Ultimately, right. But in before that happens, you have to notify you know, all the beneficiaries, you know, the devisees named in the will. You have to track down all the heirs, potential heirs of the estate. Um, so it's filing documents with the court, notifying heirs and beneficiaries, publishing notices in the newspaper. It's a process. Ultimately, what happens is that someone's named as the executor, but there's a long process before that happens. And, you know, if someone wants to come along and contest, they can say, well, I'm, I'm the one who should be named as the executor. And then it will take even longer. So it's, it's a process. So it's not only time consuming, but it also can potentially cost a lot of money it also can get nasty with uh, people mm-hmm. maybe fighting and contesting, as you said, over the estate. Uh, you know, so it, I mean, it, it, probate used to take a long time pre-COVID. Since COVID, it seems to take even longer as the courts seem to just be slower. So it can cost a lot of money. It can take a lot of time. It can be nasty. It's also public, as you mentioned. You have to have notices in the newspaper. So there's a whole lot of reasons why you want to avoid probate. Well, the will itself, once it's filed, becomes a document that anybody can get a copy of. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I know that in your office you have a copy of the will of uh, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. Yes, um, anyone can have that. It's a public true. document. Right. And there's a lot of celebrities over the years that have very public, uh, you know, nasty, contested estates, uh, whether it's Prince or, you know, I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's been so many others. I mean... Mm-hmm. Michael and Jackson, probably. Michael Jackson, Elvis. I mean, there's been all kinds of celebrities who have very public contested estates. And it, what's interesting is at the beginning of the law firm seminars, they usually have information about famous celebrities and the size of their estates and the shrinkage of the estates after, <laughs> after uh, estate taxes and other things. Yeah, it's not a nice process. Probably can be a nasty process. Mike, I've never asked you this question before, but I've always been curious When you think of, um, let's say, a surviving parent dies and there's three or four or five children, Mm -hmm. um, what percentage of those do you find uh, have disagreements about money and how money should be distributed versus those who don't? It's a good percentage. Yeah. You know, it's, I guess I would say it's more rare for all siblings to be on the exact same page. Mm. than it is for them not to be. <laughs> so it can be an unpleasant process then right, as right, well. Right. Well, we see it on the financial services side all the time where one parent will say that they want something to go to um, you know, this child over the other child, and maybe they've done something while they're alive that they want to give slightly less to one because they gave an extra $10,000 to help pay for college or something. Um, but we also see it all the time with siblings who come in and are bad-mouthing another sibling, saying that they shouldn't get this or they shouldn't get that or they're not responsible. And I know that on the law firm side of things, especially with regards to a, a, a trust estate plan, the people who uh, initiate the trust can basically say, I don't want this son to get any money until they're this age and maybe I only want a portion of it to get to them then and maybe a little bit more another 10% five years later because they're just not good with money or that maybe they have a drug problem or you know some other reason then you can put that very specific language into a trust yeah so probably it's a nasty process but I want to leave you with something before our next break uh, from Marilyn Monroe do you know who Marilyn Monroe was Mike? Mm-hmm. yes okay just curious <laughs> she once said 
It's not true I had nothing on. I had the radio on. What do you think, Pete? Mm, not, not a big fan of that one. But that's a very famous woman, obviously, because my 16-year-old son the other day um, used one of my battery-operated blowers and had it up underneath his face with his hair going up all over the place. And he said, look, Dad, I'm Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I guess she was an icon. We're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. So stay tuned, and we'll give you some more Rodney Dangerfield jokes. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. You know, I was looking over some of my Rodney Dangerfield material. We've collected a lot of his material over the years. And he once said, Rodney Dangerfield, I looked up my family tree and found out I was the sap. That wasn't as good as some of his other ones, huh, Pete? <laughs> I was a little bit quiet in the room. <laughs> no, I loved Rodney, and um, I don't think many people knew that he had a sort of tough, sad life. He really tried hard to make it and didn't make it, you know, successful until he was much older in life. So mm. he always, not necessarily complained about that, but it always bothered him that he didn't become successful until he was much older. Well, I think it happens with many, many people. It happens with a lot of people. In any event, let's come back and talk about um, seminars. Mike, uh, you're going to be doing some seminars uh, this coming week. Mm-hmm. We have one on uh, June 6th, that's Tuesday, that's going to be at 2 o'clock, that's at the Hampton Inn, I believe it's in Fairhaven, and so that's June 6th, Tuesday, 2 o'clock, there's another one on Wednesday, June 7th, at 6 o'clock, that's at Whites of Westport, and then on June 8th, that's on Thursday at 6 p.m. at the New Bedford Country Club. So if you'd like to go to any of those seminars, please give us a call. The phone number is 508-998-8800. And by the way, I'd like to remind people as we're coming off uh, decisions about debt ceiling, which sounds like it's going to be mainly put it off for another two years, but at least something will get done. What a lot of people don't realize, I've mentioned this fact before, is that many of the social programs that help support so many people in this country, like Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, they constitute 54% of all the federal budget. All the federal spending is on those three subjects alone. So be careful what you wish for when you talk about cutting the budget. There is some discussion about cutting Social Security in the future. I don't really see that ever happening. That would be a disaster for millions of people if it were to occur. So let's come back and talk about some trust issues again, if we could, Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a lot of material here. You've got a lot of material on trust specifically. Um, I know there's different kinds of trust. There's like revocable trust mm -hmm. and irrevocable trust. And right. Can you talk about that just for a little bit? Well, a revocable trust is one that can be changed over time. So it can be revoked. It can be amended. Usually this is a trust that would people who are, you know, younger would do because they foresee that things are going to change in their lives over time. So maybe they want to change beneficiaries at some point or they want to change trustees. You can set up the trust and then change it if things change in your life. And usually what we do is we sit down with clients every three years or so to, um, to review things and see if anything in their lives have changed and, and the trust can be amended. We've had clients who have done six, seven, eight, nine amendments because they just keep changing their minds about beneficiaries so so when you do that sometimes did you ever consider just doing a restatement you ever suggest restating yeah. the whole document so it's cleaner and neater could be yeah it depends on how much they want to change yep but it sounds like then people probably need to review their documents once in a while periodically mm -hmm. right we say every three years or so to come into the office sit down look over things it's a free meeting with us uh, we like to do that to see 
also to see if they have their assets in the trust. Mm -hmm. um, that's an important thing to do as well. That's a good point. But and why is that? If you set up a trust and you don't put your assets in the trust, you're right back in probate court. Okay. Um, so that's an important thing. If you're a single person or if you are a joint couple, you want to make sure that you fund the trust. So in other words, if you have an asset that should be in your trust, but you didn't put it in the trust, mm -hmm. and then you die, that asset is going to go through the probate court right. in order to get it into the trust. Right. So then we're right back where we started, if we hadn't done the trust at all. Uh, we also do a will that names the trust as beneficiary, so ultimately everything flows into the trust, but... That's the important thing of, of doing a trust is funding the trust. And okay. it's a, an important reason why someone should become a client of the law firm because you send out regular uh, quarterly newsletters as well as annual newsletters, uh, and you recommend having these reviews, mm -hmm. especially because laws can and do change. Mm -hmm. And so especially when something does change that might affect someone's trust, you will send out an email and say you really should come in and meet with us because something has changed. Um, but you know, life happens, things happen, um, and people do want to make changes, and uh, that's an important reason why you might want to have a revocable trust. And we'll talk about an irrevocable trust and why someone might want to do that in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But another good point, Mike, is to make sure that somebody does fund their trust and put all their assets into the trust you can put everything in except for IRAs, anything that's qualified, because that's individually owned. Um, but that has, um, you know, a specific tax qualification, so you can't put it into a trust. We have seen clients of USA Wealth Group who have used a different attorney to set up an estate plan, and we will refer them to, you know, have a consultation with you. And if they do. Sometimes you'll find out that they have never funded the trust, and we've also had situations on the USA Wealth Group side of things where someone wants to access an account and it was never actually put into the trust, and there's been difficulty after someone passes of getting the money because they never you know, put it into the trust. Mm -hmm. So one of the main disadvantages of a will, I guess, is that you don't really use it until you die. Right. It doesn't get used until you die. Whereas yeah. a trust can be used during your lifetime. You can create a, a revocable trust so you can change it if you need to. You can mm -hmm. create an irrevocable trust, which you might want to do to put a life insurance policy in to keep mm -hmm. the value of your estate down. I guess you could do an irrevocable trust if you wanted to protect assets from a nursing home too. Right. We do irrevocable trusts sometimes to, like you said, protect assets from a nursing home. This is a trust that, as it says, it's irrevocable, so that one can't be changed once it's done. Um, but the purpose of that would be to hold assets and then put them in someone else's name as trustee. Usually it's a child, uh, but it could be any third person. And so the purpose of that trust is to get the assets out of your name. Correct. Okay. Let's come back and talk for a minute about some of these other uh, so-called living documents. I guess I would call a trust a living document because... Mm -hmm. If it's a revocable trust, you can make changes as you need to, but how about a power of attorney? That's really a living document because you can change that, right? Powers of attorney can be redone over time, uh, so you would sign a new power of attorney, but that's a document that names someone as a, an agent for you. If you're in the hospital or if you're incapacitated, somehow that document would name someone to pay your bills for you or to manage your finances or you know, pay taxes or whatever it might be. So that's a durable power of attorney. So I'm jumping around here a little bit with some questions that occur to me, but let me ask you, um, if you have your home, normally you might put your home into your living trust, right? So that it won't go through probate later right, if right. both people die. Right. So I like the concept of home. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield once said, a girl phoned me the other day and said, come on over where there's nobody home. I went over. Nobody was home. <laughs> I still like Rodney. <laughs> Some of the things that he said, I won't say on the air necessarily unless I'm really pushed. I have to be pushed. Well, um, Mike, for those people who don't necessarily have an estate that you might recommend normally uh, doing an estate plan, mm -hmm. you know, Dad, you're now talking about some other documents that 
uh, the law firm, Lance Law, uh, refers to as simple ducts. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what normally um, are part of the simple ducts that you might recommend for everyone? I guess it just, I mean, what we define as simple docs would be a will and powers of attorney and healthcare documents. Um, but again, it really depends on your situation. What we usually try to do when we meet with clients is to look at what their assets are and then help them create a plan that's going to transfer things to loved ones, kids smoothly. And it really doesn't need to be a lot, you know, a high value. I have met with people recently whose dad passed away and he had only a few small bank accounts aside from a retirement account and life insurance. And he never did anything with those accounts. Mm. So they were in his name alone when he passed away. And even though they're small accounts, they can't access any of those accounts. So, you know, if we had met with him before he passed away, we could have advised him to do something with those. So it it's not huge bank accounts that just need to be thought of. It could be any assets that you really need to plan for. And so. th that's an interesting example. Did he name any beneficiaries in his retirement accounts? He did, yeah. Okay. So at least he did that. And then he had a beneficiary on his life insurance. But we have to do a probate for these small bank accounts because well. otherwise... And you can't touch the money be... otherwise. And what if you need it to uh, bury somebody? Yeah, and that's a good example, Mike. And, and sometimes... You know, people listening might think that, well, gee, $600 is a nuisance, but, um, or a nice nuisance to have, but we've seen clients who have a spouse or a parent die and they literally have an account that's like $600 and they'll receive a dividend check every, you know, every quarter for 17 cents or something. And they mm -hmm. say, you know, I don't even care about the $600. I'm just tired of getting communication and letters and I can't figure out how to close out the account. And some, sometimes it can be challenging. But mm -hmm. So bottom line is everyone listening right now should have a small life insurance policy, should have at least their simple docs in place. And the simple docs are generally a will, your power of attorney, um, maybe a healthcare power of attorney, and then a homestead. A homestead protects quite a lot of money um, for someone if they say got into a car accident and now they're um, sued by the people they got into the car accident with. Let me come back to the homestead uh, for our next segment, if you don't mind, Pete. I want to mention one other quick thing on a will, and that is um, you're not too young to have a will. And if you have young children and you don't have a will, shame on you. Because in the will, you're allowed to be able to designate somebody to be guardian of your children if something happens to you. Um, you're not going to do that in the trust. You're going to do that in the will. So it's important for naming guardians if you're younger. Uh, so that's why Mike said you're going to do a will and you're also going to do a trust. But uh, give a call to um, Mike at 508-998-8800. Uh, does not cost anything for his initial consultation. When we come back, we're going to do a little wrap-up, and we're going to be talking about a few other things that we just mentioned, and we're going to talk about taxes and a few other things. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We're here this morning with attorney Mike Coleman from Lance Law, uh, Pete Lance, and Ray Lance. So you've got the whole team working for you this morning. We're talking about estate planning. I do want to remind everybody that the law firm has some significant handouts. If anybody would like to have a copy of a handout, give a call to the office or go online. What's the uh, website, Mike? LanceLawInc.com. Okay. So one of them is called 15 Common Reasons to Do Estate Planning. It's uh, created by the American Academy of Estate Planning Attorneys, and you're a member of that organization, Mike. Yes. Also, Living Trust, Calculating the Benefit. Also, Creating a Lasting Legacy. And then there's a document called Where There's a Will, There's Probate. 
And then lastly, I'll mention this morning, there's something called a wills versus trust. What are the main differences between wills and trusts? It's a complicated subject, and you may have questions about some of these things if you do. Um, make an appointment to come in to see Mike or to see Attorney Tenny Lance, and they'll be happy to help you. Or maybe come to one of the seminars that's upcoming this week. We're not going to mention necessarily the exact days and locations again. But yeah, I'll do that one more time. Uh, those seminars, people always stick around after. Um, and either at the end there's a little Q&A, and they'll just raise their hand and ask a question. But there's always a handful of people who will stick around after most people have cleared out and have a quick conversation with any of us one-on-one -on -one to ask some more specific questions. So it's a, it's a good, useful um, uh, seminar series to get some information and maybe get some clarification on some things that you're confused about. And it does not cost anything to go to the seminars, but it is absolutely requested that you make a reservation. And you can do that by calling 508-998-8800. doesn't cost any money to come in and to meet with Mike or with Tenny to talk about estate planning or ask questions that you may have about existing documents. So do something, basically. Um, let's come back to the homestead for just a minute because a lot of people are confused about that. That's one of the most inexpensive documents that people can do, isn't mm -hmm. it, Mike? It is, yeah. It only costs $35 to record that at the Registry of Deeds. So it's a cheap way to protect your home. And it's, what, less than $100 to do it here, I think? Yes. At the law firm? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So for very inexpensive um, cost, very small cost, uh, it gives very important protection to your house and the equity in your house. So think about doing that as well. So I, I started to go into that, and then we were, had to cut for our break. Right. What types of things might um, a homestead protect the house from? Or just as importantly, what does a homestead not protect you from? Well, usually um, a homestead protects from unsecured creditors so it wouldn't protect from the mortgage company um, but it could protect you in the event that you get into a car accident and someone looks at your assets and they see you have a homestead they're going to be unless you have other significant assets they wouldn't go after your home well, they it doesn't protect anyway, you against uh, doctor bills or hospital bills right, i think right, or right or um, taxes right right so you can't get out of it that way so, yeah, it's a cheap way to protect your home, the equity that you have in your home from the unsecured creditors. So very quickly, the seminars coming up this coming week are uh, Tuesday, June 6th at 2 o'clock, and that's going to be at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. Wednesday, June 7th at 6 o'clock at night at Whites of Westport. And then Thursday, June 8th at 6 o'clock at the New Bedford Country Club. But you do need to make a reservation by calling... 508-998-8800. So there's so, so many things to think about. There's ways to hold title to real estate. There's ways to pass down a home. You can sell a home and give the money to somebody if you want. Uh, you can give it away. You can make a gift to children if you want to give it to children. There's tax issues involved when you're doing that because if you give a house to children, for example, and I know a lot of people try to do that, it means whatever you paid for the house and have invested in the house, that's your cost or your cost basis. Then when you give that house away, that becomes the same cost basis for the person who receives it. So if they go to sell it later, then they may be stuck with paying a large capital gain. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you end up dying and passing away, then the house receives what's called a step-up in tax basis to fair market value. So the people who inherit the house take it over at fair market value. Right. They could turn around and sell it and pay no capital gains tax. Another um, good reason not to just give your house to your kids is that you're, you'll lose your homestead protection. Um, that's a good thought, yeah. You can only have a homestead on a home that you own. So if you give your house away, you yeah. have... <laughs> Don't you have to also occupy it as your yeah. primary residence? Yeah, so it has to be your primary residence and you have to own it. So if you give your house away, you're losing your homestead protection. It's also life happens, and a big thing that we see all the time is your child now is in a divorce situation, and now you know the spouse um, that you don't want the money to go to is going to get half of the equity of the house. Mm -hmm. Yep, that can happen, uh, and it's highly unusual. But we have seen situations where 
the child now owns the home and now they're going to make an addition or do a remodel that they want to do themselves or in a very rare situation we've actually seen someone want to go and put the house for sale to get the money mm. I also, yeah, go ahead i also come across the question of well wh why can't i just put my kids on my bank accounts you know mm -hmm. <laughs> with me and again that raises the idea of do you want your child as a joint owner on your bank accounts um, and then if you have multiple children and you just put one child on the accounts with you, that child is going to be the one in control of everything. I've seen that before. Yeah, after you pass away. And how will that sit with your other kids and how will things be handled? So um, generally not a good idea to do that. Well, if you don't want to sell your house and you don't want to give it away to somebody, um, there's basically three different ways you can pass it down to somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, you can put it in your last will and testament. You can decide if you want to have three people own it and give them one third each, for example. Um, you can do that in your will. Or you can create a deed that says when you die, uh, then the house automatically goes over to your child. That's another way to do it. It's called mm -hmm. a transfer on death deed. Not always the best approach. Or you can put it into a trust. Real estate is the most most complicated asset to probate by far because, first of all, you need to do what's called a formal probate, always with real estate involved. And then anytime you're selling um, a house out of an estate, it's going to be more complicated in terms of beneficiaries and what you have to do from title perspective. So if you own real estate, you definitely need to think about doing some kind of a trust. And you might have to have the house appraised. Mm -hmm. And you might have to file the appraisal with the court, and you may have to get a certificate from the state of Massachusetts that you don't owe any estate taxes on the house, mm -hmm. and you might even need to get a license to sell from the probate court. Yeah. So it can be more complicated. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that aspect of it, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's a lot right. of steps involved if you're selling a house and it passes through a will. Well, there's many, many reasons to do estate planning. There's a lot of myths about estate planning. Sometimes people think that if they pass away, the state's going to end up with their assets. It doesn't happen usually, but planning is important. And unfortunately, most people tend to put it off. And if you haven't done estate planning or proper estate planning, the question I guess to ask is, what are you waiting for? Or if not now, when? And also it's important, like we said before, to come back in, even if you have done something, and review things over time. I've seen people do life estate deeds or other kinds of um, planning, and then things happen over time. They don't review it, and 20 years later, they pass away, and it's a mess. So mm -hmm. even if you have done a plan, it's it's a good idea to come back in and review things. Right. The last thing I'd like to mention uh, is just a reminder about our upcoming cocktails and conversations. It is Wednesday, June 14th, a week and a half from now at 530 Really, it's only about a 15-20 minute thing and then you're free to go. Uh, but most people stick around for, you know, close to an hour. Uh, you get a couple of free drinks of your choice as well as some food. And only about a 10 or a 15 minute quick conversation, uh, either from somebody from the law firm or somebody from uh, USA Wealth Group talking about a, a subject that, you know, sort of is, is relevant to what's happening with your estate today. Um, or your portfolio or something that's informative and timely. Another thing I've seen over the years too, Mike, and you probably have, is sometimes people don't know where their children are mm. and children can disappear. Um, Rodney Dangerfield once said, for example, when I was a kid, my parents moved a lot, but I always found them. Mm. You know, speaking of not knowing where kids are, sometimes if we're doing probates, and maybe there aren't kids or who knows who the heirs are. Right now I'm doing a probate where we had to contact beneficiaries in Brazil. Ah, interesting. You know, and now those, so it takes longer to do that. You have to give them more notice than you would if they lived in the United States. Um, and that could have been avoided if they had done some better planning. Well, planning is for everybody. Um, everybody in the offices that work in this building have done their estate planning. It's mm -hmm. a job requirement, actually. Mm -hmm. You can't work here unless you've done your estate plan, and the office takes care of it for you and gets it done. Mm -hmm. So um, my favorite expression, and I now have it in my calendar every day, is si non nunc quando, if not now, when. If you haven't done it, when do you plan to do it? 
is this the year? We finally gotten rid of COVID. We've gone through all kinds of political mess. Of course, another year from now, we'll have more political mess, won't we? Mm -hmm. I guess that's the state of affairs mm -hmm. in our country for a while. And but our consultations are free. So um, for our state planning, there are free consultations. So feel free to call or uh, email us if you'd like to come in. And uh, just don't put it off. There's always something that you have questions about that um, Pete can answer for a USA Wealth Group. Um, Mike can answer for the law firm or attorney Tenny Lance can answer. And um, mm -hmm. we're here to help. We're here to help the public. We're here to help you. We're here to help not only you, but your family and those who come after you. So think about them. Most of all, do something. Come to one of our seminars. Uh, call for one of our publications and make an appointment to see one of the very talented people who are here. And as always, we want to thank you for listening. Until next Sunday morning, have a safe week. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by USA Wealth Group Incorporated are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide tax and or legal advice. This radio show is a paid placement.